Welcome back, listeners. I'm Hannah. I'm Madeline. We're so excited to be back. Thank you for bearing with us for this uh, hiatus as we waited for the gods, aka there's only one god and her name is Taylor Swift. Um, God is a woman. But um, to bless us with some new content. And we finally feel like we've amassed enough stuff. Obviously, with one golden egg being the biggest thing we need to talk about, the debut of Taylor's, the announcement, I should say, of Taylor's 10th studio album, Midnight's Plural. I know, I keep forgetting whether it's Midnight Singular or Plural. People Um, just, it keeps annoying me because other people keep telling me, like, are you excited for Midnight? And I'm like, (laughs) you aren't even a real fan. You? I did talk about Taylor Swift in class this week. And to crickets in the audience, I was in a graphic design class and we were talking about how um, the typeface, we were talking about the typeface on the New York City subway and they were like, does anybody, has anybody ever researched this, whatever? And I raised my hand and I was like, well, it's been on my mind a lot because (laughs) Taylor Swift is using it as, as the title um, typeface for her 10th studio album, Midnight's. And everybody just like, doe eye blinked at me. It's like a tiny (laughs) seminar with like 10 people and not a real one in sight. But yeah. no one's trying to talk about Midnight's. I talked about it in therapy this week or last week. Midnight's, the the typeface? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just the album release more broadly. Um, and then I told my therapist about this podcast. She was like, how did we not talk about this before? And I was like, because what if you find it? <laughs> wait, that's so Wait, So how did you bring it up in therapy? Well, I was like, she was like, how's your, you know, I got in. She's like, how's your week going? And I was like, well, you know, Taylor Swift announced her 10th studio album, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I was like, Madeline and I are going to have to record a podcast episode soon. She was like, what? And I was like, oh, our podcast. When you think Taylor Swift, have we not talked about this? I don't think I said what it was called. Um, again, because <laughs> I feel like I give my therapist plenty to um, work with in our sessions. Um, she doesn't need to ingest whatever's I've here been going on some dates and being like it's just come out that i like first dates or whatever and being like mm-hmm. i have a podcast and they're like oh my gosh what's your podcast called and i'm like no <laughs> <laughs> literally and it's becoming like a little bit aggressive slash like unintentionally mysterious but they're like i can't know and i'm like <laughs> not on a first date maybe not on a second date maybe you just have to wait i do say it's about taylor swift but that's like that's second date fodder yeah that's um that's also a fun power move to be like no i mean i it's it sounds like it's unintentionally like obtuse but i i just this podcast is for real ones only yeah and some rando doesn't get to listen to it so if you're here you're a real one and not a rando heart you're a katie (laughs) you're a katie (laughs) if you're a fan of lost culture actually i think katie is a little pejorative yeah i'm glad they went back to readers yeah katie hurts my feelings i'm not katie (laughs) and i'm not a katie spelled k-a-y-t-e-i-g-h (laughs) i can tell you that much 
Sorry to people who don't listen to Las Culturistas, but if you don't, you should. Also, yeah, they've got great Taylor content. Yeah, they do have great Taylor content, but I do want to talk about. Did you listen to the Cody Rigsby episode? Yes. And he was Later. spitting some Taylor slander. Yeah. And they were kind of entertaining it. But which... did you listen to the next one, the next episode where they were like started off and they were like, this is a sister to the Honesty Zone. We are going to have an apology hour um, where, you know, people thought that we were coming for Taylor's neck by just like, you know, entertaining Cody's points. We love Taylor. You guys know. Readers, you listen to this podcast. You know what's up. <laughs> they they like apologized for okay, it. Okay, I feel like um, I, I missed the apology because I, I was like, not that I, I know I was people so obviously people can have dissenting opinions, but I was like they were being a little too fangirly of Cody when they were like yes. not pushing back on any, which of course like they're real ones, we're real ones. The real ones obviously push back on Taylor, but yes. they were just I was like, but it felt like I was dabbling were... into Cody, yeah. Also, I why just are got we a Peloton. Rigsby, Peloton gay uh, instructor over Taylor. <laughs> right. And I was like, I just got a Peloton and I've been like, is Cody like the lost cult of the Peloton mm-hmm. world? And he kind of feels like he is. But then there's just like record scratch moments where I'm like, I don't know if you're a girl's girl in the way that I think of girl's girls. Yeah. And that interview kind of sealed it for me. This yes. is not a we hate Cody Rigsby episode, but I was just like, maybe he's not, maybe he's not one of my girls. Yeah, and I think he's, he doesn't need to be not one of mine. That's okay. He has plenty of girls. Yeah, he's got he plenty of girls, plenty of moms, tons of moms, <laughs> and lots of gay men. Yeah, so, you know who I'm getting into on Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> That's eternal. But um I'm getting into uh Jess King, who is like not I'm who obsessed I thought with I would Jess like. King. You Jess are King is my favorite. Yes. How do you also, know her? I know I know Jess King. Um she's mean. I kind of like her. She's like kooky banana like she's literally like screws are loose. Yes. And she only rides to like EDM crazy stuff. Um, she is pregnant right now, and this is like no shade. It's amazing. She's growing a living child, but her boobs are getting so <laughs> big that it's honestly kind of weird. I was having a conversation with my friend Larry about this. And <laughs> who is a gay man, and he was like, the boobs are so big right now that they're like distracting. <laughs> so anyways we love that for her she is gay which i don't re- sure she's queer yes I okay i was looking her up on. on instagram because i was like is she is she the queer one yes she is she went um, to burning man yeah, pregnant just now i wonder if she hung out with joel kim booster and his bf yeah who were also probably at man, wearing i'm sure fur i'm sure she did yeah, i like jess king she is kooky she, I really fell in love with her because she did. She okay, so she's from So You Think You Can Dance, also back in the day. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm now right that you say that, that, I'm like, no, I think you are. I I feel like that. Yeah, is landing somewhere in my brain that makes sense. My parents are huge So You Think You Can Dance heads, so I'm like, yeah, they that's are. <laughs> where she. Neither of them know anything about dance. It's kind of funny, but. Um, <laughs> But anyways, she I fell in love with her because she did this Muna ride and it was just mm. it was like the hardest ride I've ever done. Um 
And obviously most of that was just because like I loved it because it was Muna and it was so good. But it was a really magical ride and I had a really fun time and it made me like her in a way that I didn't think we were going to connect like that. So. You know, sometimes love just appears where you least expect it sometimes on a Muna ride with Jess King. Um, yes. I don't have a Peloton, but I for a while had the Peloton like subscription to their like workout classes and there was one um that she did that i did like a lot in the early pandemic because sometimes i would just like find one that i like and do that one rather than searching the archives but i remember in that one she like goes off on an anecdote about how she was like training with the like x games competitors or something and like that i can like really remember that loop of conversation mid-class where she's talking about doing this one particular exercise with the x games competitors that's so random yeah she, she's a random she's a random girly but you know that's her truth yeah Burning Man. i want them Wouldn't to have guess. her on lost cults me too expand outside of the cody rigsby peloton universe yeah same. Anyway, now well, that we talked about Peloton. Okay, wait, I just have one more note on Peloton that will transition yes. us into Taylor. So Peloton is actually doing real spawn con with Taylor right now. And I'm mm-hmm. super intrigued to see like what they have cooked up their sleeves. And I actually think like that's something to have on our radar is like mm-hmm. an official Taylor Peloton midnights thing happening. Because Peloton, mm-hmm. like Peloton brand official in like a Taylor Nation type of way, is being like, we're counting down to midnight. Okay. And they've released this thing that's on the homepage of every Peloton, which I have literally never seen before. And it's called the Taylor Swift Collection. So it's like a big banner mm-hmm. and they're creating new content in anticipation of midnights. So they have like, they're doing right now, they're just at like folklore yoga, evermore yoga, and they have Mm -hmm. like a back catalog and they officially also partnered with her for red, which is like the first time they officially partnered with her. Yeah. I'm obviously learning about all of this kind of in retrospect, but now I'm going to be, because I wasn't a member then, but now I'm going to be here for the release of midnight midnights. Oh my God, I did it. (laughs) But yeah, now I'm going to be here for the release of Midnight and Midnight. And I think that Taylor's going to come or something because they did that like with Lizzo. With Lizzo. And I think that they're really looking to do that. And the Taylor team is 100% behind what's happening. And it's also like I've done the folklore yoga. um, And they always do this with the artist series, but it's so clearly like. Like, the woman who did the folklore yoga was, like, clearly a real Taylor fan, and she, like, got emotional during the yoga and this whole thing. Yeah. But they also clearly have, like, a PR script, some notes to hit from Mm. the artists, like, teams. And, like, the Taylor team is giving the Peloton people, like, specific things to say. So something's coming. Something's definitely coming, re-Taylor and Peloton, because I've never seen, like... I've never seen something like the Taylor Swift collection that's now emblazoned on yeah. the front page of every single Peloton. Fascinating. I think I've seen a TikTok with every single theory and or Easter egg, but I have but not, not seen that. the Peloton. So maybe we should make You one. heard it here first. People aren't paying attention, but yeah. I mean, I don't think that it's going to be sense. a huge thing, but I mean, wouldn't that but be so. weird and crazy if she dropped Easter eggs on the Peloton workouts? The Peloton. Because they're going to keep coming out until midnight. Yeah. 
and or if on the 21st you're doing a peloton and who and walks out in. onto the bike what do you think she would do like what do you think so lizzo came for the bike workout do you think i mean obviously that's like the core of the platform but do you think yeah. like taylor would show up on a bike or like, or like yoga bar like she did a, an ad for like beats or apple or yes. something where she's running on a treadmill mm-hmm. she could do the tread yeah also this is really yeah. weird but peloton has a rowing machine coming out oh really yeah i don't i can't, i don't know when it's coming out they just announced it but like well maybe taylor will be the official spokeswoman the for the rower, rower. rowing to midnights <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, that's something to keep our little eyes on. Yeah. But let's talk about the meat and potatoes. Midnights. How are you feeling? Feeling crazy. When we got that notice, because I was not watching the VMAs because I'm an adult. Um, uh, (laughs) And I don't know that I I thought nothing happened to the VMAs. Um, uh, I got that. How does one even watch the VMAs is the real question. In your parents' living room on their right. cable when nothing right. else is on. I don't know how else to watch it. No. Um, but I literally was like, am I having a fever dream? And Madeline was asleep and I was texting her and I was like, yeah, why did I? Is this real? Am I crazy? Have I hallucinated this? I opened like and closed Instagram so many times trying to confirm that it was in fact happening and I didn't just imagine it because sometimes I have had dreams where I think Taylor's dropping something and then I wake up and realize that it was all in my head. But in my head, I see you all over me, um, me with a fake Taylor Swift album that I made up in my subconscious. Um, But I'm really fucking excited. I can't believe that we have, I mean, it's like six weeks. Makes me feel like, how I felt when 1989 came out and that was like what our soft was it sophomore or first year first year of college right yeah first year of college and just like listening to it literally nonstop, walking to class and all yes. that stuff of like yes there's something about being in school again so this I'm starting the second year second and final year of my master's program um but I'm being like I'm going to have this Taylor song for the semester. Or I mean, this Taylor album for the semester and it's going to like make it all okay, which I think is true of like any season of life, but there's just something that feels so that's, that's the way that I felt like, as long as I have a Taylor album, like I'll be fine. Like the stress and the worry of whatever is going to come is fine. Yeah. Like we've talked about this, like 1989 is so firmly like transportive to fall of 2014 like walking to class and like I can't listen to that without thinking about like that particular time okay well okay I want to get your read on like did it feel like when folklore was surprise announced like how did it rank in terms of that or how did you feel different this time did it feel yeah I think it felt different because folklore was so absolutely unexpected like i don't think at least i wasn't like i maybe i'm sure that somebody on the internet was theorizing about something but i don't even know if they were like (laughs) folklore felt like truly out of left field like we had no idea that was coming we had no reason to like play easter egg hunts like it was truly like and then also we only had like 
24 hours to have it, it before it came into our ears, you know? Mm, um, amazing. Whereas like this time around, it feels like for the past, like, I mean, since Evermore came out, really, like there have been various like theorizing and expectations and when is she going to drop TS10? But I had no, she did it again, you know, like I did not, I, and I think broadly, like there was no reason to expect until like the day of when she was at the VMAs and she was wearing that dress that anything was going to happen, you know? And then people were like, mm, is she going to like re-release? Is she going to announce reputation? Is she going to announce like, I like, mm-hmm. but I did not think that TS10 was coming then. So it felt right. like such a fun, exciting treat and visually already it feels so different than like folklore and evermore were that i'm confused and i just didn't think yeah i mean i'm confused but i think that was part of my like being so startled which i'm intrigued by but i'm like she's and she's starting to a little bit more but overall she's not serving era in the way that like we know taylor too like she hasn't drastically changed her hair she is wearing like Mm -hmm. interesting cool clothes but like like mm-hmm. also good looking clothes, which is like yes, kind of crazy, thrilling, thrilling, and like the album art we've seen so far, I like it. I like it, and it's but it's it's kind of feeling which I I think the more pieces we see from it, we're trying to we're starting to get like a clearer um, image of like what this aesthetic might be going into midnight's. But I think that mm-hmm. was what was kind of disarming for me at first was that I was like this doesn't feel like an era like what's happening exactly like yes and I'm kind of into that for her if she's like moving a little bit beyond having to have such distinctly segmented eras um and having to like completely change her style or whatever it might be but it was like oh my god is this really happening like it feels so casual kind of even though of course it's like peak taylor drama doing it at the vmas on the 13th right isn't it the Mm -hmm. wait is it the 10th anniversary anniversary no the 13th 13th. i think yeah 13th anniversary and dropping the album on kim's birthday and like (laughs) the dress referencing the look what you made me do music video and the original Uh vma dress it's powerful it's super powerful um yeah I mean, there's so much more accepting video say. of the year. Yeah. I mean, I still, yeah, I wish I could have watched it live, but again, who, who watches the VMAs? Um, but okay. I think now that we're getting a little bit of a clearer picture on what the mood and aesthetic for this era is going to be, mm-hmm. I'm still a little bit confused, but from the album stuff that I've seen, and I'm starting to feel like more and more reified in this theory that it's, it's going to be like this late 60s, 70s mm-hmm. vibe. And her hair yes. to me is really giving. And, and the more imagery that comes out from the album, like with those alternate vinyls and stuff like that. Yes. The more and more it's giving to me what it was supposed to be like when Taylor was going to play Joni Mitchell in that biopic. Mm-hmm. And that we remember that Joni was like, I don't want Taylor to play me (laughs) and like that, whatever the whole movie was left on the cutting room floor. But that was a lot of the style inspiration in some ways behind red. So this was happening during the red era. And of course with red, she went more like fifties, sixties style inspiration Mm -hmm. wise, but the hair was very Joni. 
the singer songwriter stuff was very Joni. And I feel like, remember she did that one, I'm pretty sure it was in Glamour, that 70s shoot that was yes, supposed to yes, like evoke yes. Joni. We'll, we'll post something on the Instagram um, from that photo shoot. Yeah. But, and I think we're picking up where that thread left off, which is really yes. interesting. And I have more to say on that, but I want to hear what you think. Well, speaking of Joni, this was really interesting. I was like looking into um, the alternate, like the images on the other album covers that she dropped. And on one of them, she's standing in front of the like old timey piano situation. You know what I'm talking about? And so I was looking into this and that piano is a, um, I wrote it down, a Wurlitzer 200 model from 1970. <laughs> okay. And this is crazy. Okay. But- Yes. And Joni Mitchell's album, Ladies of the Canyon, came out in 1970. She used that same mm. model, Wurlitzer okay. 200, on that album event. We should and make that a TikTok album about was, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I have not actually seen this on TikTok yet. But that album was like, I'm not super familiar with Ladies of the Canyon, so I might be like remembering this incorrectly. But my understanding of that album is that it's like a lot about her experience as like a woman in the music industry and also about just like femininity in general. And, but what I do know about it is that she, Joni like fully self-produced that album. And so I wonder if Taylor is going to be like fully self-producing this album in the same, like, I wonder if that is some kind of Easter egg happening. That wouldn't really surprise me to be honest, because I think like so many people have talked about with folklore and evermore, the influences of Bon Iver and of uh, Aaron Dessner and of Jack and like of all of these other people and especially with the re-recording era right now, like there's also so much talk of like her various inspirations and influences and collaborators throughout all of those eras. And so I wonder if this is going to be sort of like a, you know, far removed speak now vibe of like, I am the owner of my music. I am also like the nexus of everything that I make. And so I think it's just interesting to see that like, that specific piano thinking about Mm -hmm. that with, with all the Joni stuff too. Um, Also because like the song she did for uh, fucking weird book, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Carolina. Carolina. I honestly haven't. Yes. Um, She talked about like having written that song exclusively on instruments from the period that the book is set in, like not using any instruments from like modern day. And so I feel, I I wonder if that is going to be, a thing on this on midnights too of like using particular instruments cool. from like the seventies, if that's what she's trying to evoke or like the late sixties or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And I think that piano is more than just like looking cool on the album cover because when has Taylor ever put anything on the album cover without? No, I something? totally agree. I'm curious if, because there have been these rumors about that Taylor has been collaborating with all these female musicians which, of course, we'd yes. love to see. And if maybe that's the Ladies of the Canyon reference, is that yeah. Boys Club, they're getting kicked out, finally. We love you, Jack. No shade to Jack. Yeah. But just that she, maybe instead of, like, a fully self-produced album, it will be, like, a women's, only women. Yeah. Or, like, self-produced, but then, like, featuring women. Or, right. yeah. What do you think about the Fletcher rumors? No, I think the... I mean, maybe, maybe Fletcher's, like, featured on a song. Or, like, Taylor's featured on a Fletcher song. Right. Maybe, but... But I kind of think... <laughs> I, I kind of think it's just... I don't I don't know. I don't even get it. Like, the theories that I'm seeing on TikTok, I'm like, 
yeah, she's wearing a snake ring or whatever. And like the music uh, yeah. video is like. And like she's talking about track five and like. But she's just like a huge Taylor fan. And I do think that they're they're probably yes. friendly. And maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe she's collaborating. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if she was on a Taylor song. And I guess I wouldn't be super. It just feels so gay. But anyways, but I'm not like, I don't think that they're doing like some breaking journalism with the Fletcher stuff. I don't think it's that connected. No. I also like, I'm not really that into like Fletcher. So maybe somebody who's like a major Fletcher stand has more to say about this than I do. But it's kind of interesting because it wouldn't really surprise me that much if Taylor and Fletcher were friends because well, I, I'm thinking about Taylor giving the commencement speech at NYU. Fletcher went to NYU. What's kind of interesting, though, is like Fletcher's friends with Cami Mendez with Maggie Rogers from yes. NYU. And yes. I've never really seen any interaction between like Maggie and Taylor. Like, I know that Maggie is the a Tim fan McGraw of Taylor's. Cover. Yes, yes. And Taylor like posted about that. But oh, beyond she did. that. Okay. Yeah, that's, I feel like, what, but. I've never known them to like hang out or something. So I just, I don't know. I wonder maybe if I don't really see that, but it's not out of the realm of possibility that Maggie and Taylor could be collaborating or Fletcher and Taylor. And that somehow she knows them through something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Fletcher's really having a moment with the Becky so hot stuff on, which is actually very entertaining. Cascading TikTok lesbian breakups. Yeah, so crazy. But that's the thing, like, okay. So if Fletcher is on the album and it really is this coming out album that people are saying that this album might be, what does that look like? What universe are we entering? Talk to me. Well, I don't (laughs) fucking know. I that is crazy to me. But what okay, so Rolling Stone, did you you saw the Rolling Stone piece that Mm -hmm. was like about the queerness theorizing etc and yesterday i was talking about this with my friend laura who said uh, like who made a point that i hadn't actually thought of before which is like taylor has like a good and long-standing relationship with rolling stone like uh-huh. fucking rob sheffield you know like yeah she and she's been profiled in rolling stone a lot like it's not rolling stone is like a one reputable source but also like a a media outlet that like has connections to Taylor and her team. There is like no world in which they publish that article without having some kind of like tree would stomp on that article if she wanted to. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's, I I, I don't think that Rolling Stone would jeopardize their, and this is what Laura was saying. Like they would not jeopardize their relationship with Taylor and her PR team. And like the dynamic that they've built. If, just to publish an article being like fans think that Taylor Swift is maybe a lesbo. Like, you know, I, (laughs) (laughs) well, okay. I saw a TikTok that was saying the same thing. And in large part, I'm inclined to agree. Ugly. I almost said ugly. Um, got (laughs) on the brain. Um, but in large part, I'm inclined to agree, but I also, okay. So it was like this writer's like first day. It was, like, Mm. one of this writer's, like, first articles ever for Rolling Stone. And my only thing is that, like, it, um, the impression I got of the article, which I could be wrong, but that was, like, it's, like, a, 
It's like a kind of clickbaity online article. It's not like an article that's running in print journalism. It's not like a cover story. It's not like, so maybe because it was this girl's first day, because whatever, because it's like exists in like from working at a publication, whatever, like usually the digital is like very divorced from the, the right. print media side of things and like those big articles that are getting written. And this girl would love her. God love her. Just yeah. was doing the journalism we needed. And it kind of flew under the radar. I do think it is interesting. Like, I wonder what the dynamic has been since it came out. And like, if tree has reached out to Rolling Stone or like, if they care, it, it almost feels like those articles are so prevalent now. Like it's so a yeah. dime a dozen. And I do think it feels different coming from like the mouth of Rolling Stone, which totally does have um, like a real relationship with Taylor and her team. But I don't know. I want to believe it, but I also think like I understand how it could have gotten written without without that necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I it's just it's interesting to see because I agree they are dime a dozen, but they're dime a dozen on like BuzzFeed News or like Bustle or like not to say that those are like uh, you know. Yeah, like BuzzFeed won the Pulitzer Prize, but I think the relationship between Rolling Stone and Taylor is is strong enough. But yeah, let's talk about the 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 gayness of it all because people are really convinced that this is going to be a coming out album. Gut check. What do you think? Okay, <laughs> gut check. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. that would work. Uh, like, I'm confused. Okay, well, something that I have to yeah. say that I want to talk about is okay so you know Lover Lover we all believe was supposed to be the coming out album right and Lover was supposed to be called Daylight yeah and there were rumors back in Lover time that there was a side B to Lover that was called Blue or something like that which again this is all harkening also back to Red (laughs) but just stay with the the multiverse of madness okay so anyways when lover came lover the album was supposed to be called daylight and that was supposed to be taylor swift's coming out album and now with this midnight's coming out it is really interesting of like what are we picking and obviously like lover was her first or i mean like her last in the way that i think about it in my brain like contemporary album like folklore and evermore kind of exist in their own universe but if we're picking up on the threads from the last time we talked to like Mm -hmm. taylor Mm -hmm. first person like in Mm -hmm. like contemporaneously then we're going to talk about lover and so what threads are we picking up is this a take two at the coming out is this that makes me intrigued because there really are some parallels there. So I guess that's just my first thing of like, that's interesting evidence and stuff to think about of the way that maybe it could be, but I'm just really confused by how this would work in terms of like, yeah, like she's with Joe. Have they broken up? He was I saw him, like, running into a cab in, like, a paparazzi shot. With her after the... After... Maybe the VMAs after party, yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, because I'm just thinking about this. Like, one of the big um, Taylor TikTok people posted a video being, like, now that Midnight's has been announced, like, 
the lover house is complete because like right, and right. taylor liked the video and so for context the lover house is in the lover music video it zooms out mm-hmm. at the end and you see the whole house and people are like oh so this there's a bunch of different rooms and each of them is a different color and each color is associated with one of the albums folklore and evermore are in there like we'll have a pick but and then the outside of the house is this like dark starry sky and taylor liked the video saying that like now the lover house is complete with midnights which i think is interesting then if we're thinking about this with a gay lens as we are wont to do um just in that like she's marketing this album right as like 13 the story of like 13 sleepless nights throughout her life like if midnights if we're looking at this from the Mm -hmm. perspective of like looking at the house and midnights is like what's happening outside of it like that just to me is reading as like her these are i i just really don't think that these are like songs from the vault i think that like this is her reflecting on times Mm -hmm. from each of these rooms from the outside from where she is now of the perspective of her at you know how old is she 32 like not and writing about an experience that she had when she was 18, 25, whatever, not like pulling, not doing it from the vault where like, it's clearly a song that she wrote at that time in her life. But I think that this is like vignettes reflecting on stuff that has already happened. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 totally. But what do you think? Like, what I'm just laughing because I'm like, what could that be? Like her worrying about being gay in Fearless era, her worrying about it in Speak Now era, like a whole out. I'm just obviously we're joking here about that, but like, what would that album like? What so if it was a coming out album, like what would it look like? Like, um, because it does like the subject material definitely lends itself to that, like the things that keep you up in the middle yes. of the night. And self-made cages. Yeah. We've talked about cages enough on this podcast that there is no further explanation. There will only be cages. <laughs> That's what Taylor wrote on the, like, what What even, what do you call that thing? Like the, the like, like liner notes? Liner I don't know. Notes. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's the liner notes. Um, yeah. Well, okay. In the line of the lover house and people saying, you know, because she has the matches or, I mean, mm-hmm. she has the lighter on the cover of Midnight's. And people are saying that she's going to burn the lover house to the ground. Yes. Um, so that's a reference to um, Ivy and also a reference to, what is it? Is it hoax? If you're on fire, I'll be made of ashes too. Is that uh, hoax? Ricochet. My tears ricochet. My tears ricochet. Okay. Yeah. But anyways, that there, there's rumors that she's going to burn the lover house. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. I mean, that goes along with the coming out stuff, obviously. Yeah, that she's going to burn this to the ground. But also, so Midnight's is coming out on a crescent moon. Oh, is it? It is. Which could be a little bit of an overreach, but it is like literally crescent moon, coast is clear. Spring breaks loose, but so does fear. What would he do if he found us out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Obviously, it's not spring. And also, of course, in that song, she says he's going to burn this house to the ground. So I don't really know. But she loves to write from a man's perspective, Madeline. <laughs> so anyways, I just think that's interesting. Yeah. I know. I, I genuinely, like, I. it's so, all of the, like, is this going to be a coming out album stuff? Like, 
I think so much of it does make sense. And obviously I would love that, but uh, yeah, I cannot think about like logistically, like, what is she going to do? Like I was saying yesterday, Laura was asking me like, how do you think if this is a coming out album, what would it be? And I was like, she posts on midnight on October 21st. I'm gay and then drops the album. Like, I don't know. I genuinely don't, cannot imagine what it would actually look like if this were coming out. Okay. Let's just do some magical realism. Okay. So let's just like, let's just go there. Like if, (laughs) if this were to happen or whatever, which we're not saying that it will, but like I picture a caption on midnight. That's been like, there's something that's like kept me awake for more nights in my life than I can remember. And I've wanted to share that piece with you. And I've tried to, and so many of you, in my own way, and so many Mm -hmm. of you have, like, spoken the language that I was hoping, Mm -hmm. or, like, I don't know, something that you would see, something Mm -hmm. like that. And then I don't really think, I think she, she would say, like, I'm a proud ally of the LGBT community because I know what it's like from the inside. Yeah. And, but what does that mean? Will she say, like... I don't know if she would say this in, like, the caption, let's say, because I think she's going to want people to listen to the album. Yeah. But is it going to be, like, I'm bi? Like, I did yeah. date. Like, not that she would say this, but then there's, like, going to be retrospective songs where she, like, alludes to, like, she uses a she or her pronoun. Yes. But it's still contemporaneously, like, but I'm with Joe. Yeah. And that's still yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I also, like... I could see if we're playing magical realism captions, like, because it says, you know, she says like, meet, meet me at midnight, like, which I think right. I'm reading as like, let's meet up at midnight to listen to this album. Right, right. But like, at midnight, meet like the new, like right. me, meet me, me, Taylor. Me, me out now. Me. <laughs> the old Taylor's dead. Yes. Like, meet so me. I can see her doing some, some playing with that. Yeah. But I agree. I feel like, like, are we going to get a, Cause she's not going to be like, I, here's the, I mean, I, I would love, but I, I can't imagine a world in which she's like, here's a detailed account of my love no. affair with Carly Kloss or Dianagron or like, you know, my fiddle player, no. like my fiddle player, but my fiddle player, I couldn't remember her name for a minute. Emily. Yeah. No, but, I don't think okay. we're ever going to get something like that, but let's talk about Carly Kloss and the ring, the Victoria's secret ring while we're here. All right. Because this is very interesting. So in the video that she posted of her, like the the TikTok where she's like, it's her in the mirror holding up her phone and then it zooms, it, it, like black screen changes to her at the VMAs with Blackpink. She is wearing this ring on her right hand, I think that is a ring that in like 2015, 2014-ish, was gifted to all of the Victoria's Secret models at the time. It's unclear whether Taylor mm-hmm. got hers from Victoria's Secret management because of like her involvement in the the fashion shows, or if she got it as a gift from another Victoria's Secret angel. Could it be Carly? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's she weird. has been like photographed with that ring at a bunch of interesting times. So we see it for the first time in the video where she is. It's like the making of "Call It What You Want To." Um, in recording sessions for Getaway Car, in a bunch of reputation promos, in the delicate, like, vertical music video on Spotify, tons of lover stuff. Stella McCartney, like, doing all of the weird... God, I forgot about that stupid promo with Stella McCartney. We see her wearing it on the anniversary of Kissgate. We see her wearing it on the anniversary of Lover. We see her doing it in the Midnight's release promo, which I just think it's interesting. 
I just find it interesting. I just think it's interesting. But somebody, a TikTok that I was watching about this was like, why would she, if if this is like related to Carly and like, even if we're doing like a straight read of this where they like were friends who had a really shitty falling out, then like, why would she keep wearing this ring that is associated with like this person in this time in her life who is no longer there, if not to like wave a little flag? You know what I mean? It's weird. I mean, I could see her genuinely liking the ring, which whatever. But right, it's just like if you have that strong of a connotation with that and like uh, this terrible falling out be just between your friend, I wouldn't probably wear a stupid weird butterfly ring, but I don't know about her. But she has to know what that means to the crazy rabid ones among us. Yes. And Carly's also been behaving weirdly recently she posted a tiktok after the album release was announced uh with using the audio gimme 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 a man after midnight and saying midnight in the caption too yes and there was a photo shoot of her in w magazine that just came out where she's like holding up uh, a candle and it looks very similar to taylor holding the lighter in front of her face and there's like a scene where taylor has the candle i mean what am I thinking? I guess that's maybe a love story. But I feel like there's something like that in an Evermore. There or... is, yes. In the music video for, for Willow, yeah, maybe. For Willow, uh, I think. And there's also a picture of Carly where she's in a dark room and there's like, she's leaning over something and there's like a clock on the, on the like bench next to her and also a bottle of Newport lighter fluid, mm-hmm. Holiday House, burning things down. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Carly's just behaving oddly is my takeaway. Yeah. It's so weird to me also from the inside of I'm like, but how, unless, I mean, I guess unless Carly was actually working with Taylor's team, which I just really don't see, but maybe, I mean, who knows? Maybe like, I don't know how you get the art directors at W magazine on board with like all of these really niche, tiny things like in reality, in a practical way. But I also don't not believe it. But I just am like, how does practically that like ever work? Like, how can you get people? It's one thing to include like weird things in your own TikToks, but it is really crazy to have it on these large scales. But like, she has done it. I mean, that was the Vogue cover shoot with the two of them. And like Taylor does have all of these Easter eggs and things that she's doing. Um, Carly just had her 30th birthday party and um, Martha Stewart was in attendance, misspelling her name. Yeah. Um, Carly, C-A-R-L-E-Y. But I thought that was interesting because I didn't see much about that birthday party other than the things mm-hmm. that Martha had posted. So I wonder when da- what da- went down there. I also, so I've been seeing these things about how like, I mean, which we've talked about for a long time, but um how Taylor's supposed to be silver and like Carly's mm-hmm. gold, Taylor's the moon, Carly's the sun, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And that Taylor's been wearing like a lot of silver and stuff in anticipation of this coming out. I do think it's kind of interesting though, because at the Toronto um, Film Festival, yes. her dress kind of was gold. It was, yeah. Yeah, but she looked amazing. Those she pictures did. She in the, really good. The yeah. Vanity Fair like yeah. photo booth were incredible. Um, Okay, something else I feel like it we should touch on, which I don't think is true, 
But do you want to talk about the rumors that Taylor and Blake Lively are an item? I honestly have, like, watched those TikToks, like, with half of a brain cell being like, this, I'm, I'm in QAnon too, but this is something else. (laughs) You have gone too far. But, yeah, I mean, people think that, like, Ryan Reynolds is a beard, question mark, and, like, Taylor and Blake, I don't even, do you know about it? I don't really, I'm kind of in the same boat where I like kind of, I'm like, that's weird that people are on about this, but I kind of skip the TikToks. Yes. But I do know that like I've, I've been seeing the acronym Blayler (laughs) tossed around. So I just wanted to address it. Yeah. I, I, I mean... Taylor likes tall blondes. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Other than that, I don't really know, but yeah, I, I, sure, I don't really think so, but I don't think so. I just wanted to say something for the people out there who are seeing stuff about it and are curious. I think I, I don't think that's true, but obviously. Blake is in the inner circle and knows a lot of things that we don't. I don't think that that's likely romantic in nature, but who's Um, to say? I also, just speaking of other celebrities, um, so October 21st is also when Harry Styles' gay policeman movie comes out. um, Mm. And I don't know. It's also when Carly Rae Jepsen comes out. I know. Yeah, big day. Um. I don't know. I'm just thinking about like all of the talk around Taylor potentially coming out and that interview that Harry just did where like he kind of got some backlash, but all like, and we've talked about this a million times on this pod, but like what the expectations are around like coming out or like when celebrities are the the interview. Yeah. What, what did he say in the interview? Basically he just like did the same thing that he has always done when talking about like his Mm -hmm. sexuality where he's like, I've never said that I am. I've never said that I'm not like, I've never said a thing about myself and, you know, just kind of like obfuscating the question at hand and like, yeah, but the question of like whether celebrities one, I mean, more broadly, we've talked about like the question of coming out and the utility of that. And then also beneath that, like what celebrities owe or, when when the line gets blurry around like profiting off of proximity to or assumed queerness mm-hmm. versus queer baiting versus like actually being closeted versus like wanting to keep things private. So I don't know. I just think that like that is something to keep in mind too as we like start doing mm-hmm. this. Like, is this gonna be a coming out album? Because I think in some ways if I, I imagine that there would be, I mean, not to the, not to her detriment because like she's massive, but like, I, I feel like we're treading a weird line right now of like Taylor Swift's proximity to queerness. And so yeah. it feels like this is, if, if she's going to come out or make any explicit allusion to being anything besides straight, like, this does feel like the time in that regard. You know what I mean? Cause it's getting so dangerous. Like her essentially like appropriation of it. If it's not. Yeah. Or like, of. yeah. Or, or if, if, if she 
like keeps doing the sort of the baddies of it all. Exactly. Then I can imagine it moving into a space where like people are like Taylor Swift is queer baiting or like Taylor Swift is profiting off of queerness without actually like acknowledging uh, it or whatever. So I think if 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 we get more songs like Betty or Ivy without more explicit like conversation around them, then I could right. imagine people getting mad. Yeah. It's so but it's like like, do you think if Harry did, like, if Harry released, like, a mainstream track, like, Medicine or something, mm-hmm. like, something that was, like, his own version of, like, Betty. I mean, I, Medicine's a little bit more explicit. Yeah. And it's not from a woman's point of view or whatever. Yeah. But it's, like, this weird thing where it's, like, I almost don't think people will get mad because we feel like, we, the fans, feel like we speak a language with these celebrities. Mm-hmm that the broader media does not and Mm -hmm. that they can communicate to us what they need to. And he can still go on with his blabbity blabbity blab in all these interviews about how it's neither here nor there. But I do agree that like we're reaching this apex point where I feel like Taylor and Harry are the two celebrities that we know. Like I can't really think of other people who are doing that, but those are two of the biggest celebrities, like probably the two biggest stars in a lot of ways, actually, honestly. Yeah. Um, on the planet beyond, like, a Beyonce or something, you know, mm-hmm. that's, like, kind of in a, a league all her own. But that that has become so, like, popular mm-hmm. and, like, au courant. And, like, it is interesting to me in the same way of, like, how long can this moment last? Exactly. Where that, that in-between is... I don't know. I guess I'm thinking about the Red re-release um, and Vault Tracks, like, the very first night or something. It is the very yeah. first night, right? right where yeah. the pronouns should be her. And, like, are so blatantly should be her. And yes. it feels like Taylor is just giving a huge wink at us, right? Yes. But it yes. also does kind of confuse me a little bit in the ways of, like, she just re-released Red not very long ago. And she did that. Which still, like, again, it feels like a wink at us. But... And what I mean by that is changing the pronouns um, yeah. to you. Where it right? very clearly should you. rhyme to, to her, and instead she says, you. Yeah, at least she says you and not him, I guess, or yeah. whatever. But but anyways, right, changing the pronouns to that. That why would she do that when she is so close to a full studio album where she will just fully come out? Like, why not just yeah. not even include that song? I mean, maybe it's an Easter egg. Maybe she wants to do it with more fullness. But uh. yeah, I think that's the that's the crux of it. We're like at some point the in in a similar way to like when, you know, when was it like April 31st or whatever that like we were convinced something was going to happen. And then I was like, fuck this. I'm done theorizing. We have been toyed with. Instead, she just dropped some merch like that is rude. And I'm frustrated by this. Like, I think at some point if we keep getting right. those a very first time, it will stop feeling like oh, you're talking to me personally. Like we're, we're, I see your wink. I know you're doing it and I see it. And it will start to feel like a, like a fuck you. And you know, I've just like a, this is not like, what. so what if she just stops? What if she just stops? What if it went like fully straight? I mean, then it's still theorized. I'm weak. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. It's interesting to think about. It is. Yeah. And again, it's like, it is super hard for me to imagine. I mean, I think what I can imagine more, 
I don't know. Taylor is so like declarative and stuff yes. in a way that I think is different from Harry Styles. Like, I mean, okay, so there's all the theories, right, that Miss Americana, the documentary, was supposed to be a coming out documentary. Yes. And that's why the big reveal that she's, like, a Democrat or supports, like, Democratic causes feels a little bit, like, womp womp (laughs) to us real fans especially. It is still, like, fascinating to me how people in my life who are not huge Taylor Swift fans find that documentary to be, like, very revelatory. And I still don't really fully understand that, but continues to fascinate me. But anyways, there is this sense, and I was listening to these new analyses of also the song Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, Mm -hmm. and about how, and it's really interesting, and I would love to do an analysis of it together, but how essentially that Taylor is not positioning herself as Miss Americana in that song. She is positioning herself as the Heartbreak Prince. And that that changes. And I've also been hearing that maybe there is a part two to the documentary coming out. Who knows about that? But maybe there will be a Heartbreak Prince, which this is like the idea of Miss Americana, Taylor Swift, how everybody knows her. And then maybe we'll have a part two. Like there were cameras following her Mm -hmm. at, I don't know, something, which it doesn't surprise me that there were cameras following her. But also like, what about Project Acorn? What is Project Acorn Midnight's? Is Project Acorn... Is that something we have already seen? What is Project Acorn? I don't I don't think we've ever fully still seen the the bounty of whatever that was gonna be. Yeah. So this was when people were filming in her New York right. City apartment and there were um posted signs on the street being like top secret Project Acorn, and then it was determined that, that was the filming that was happening at Taylor's apartment. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But it I sounds do... so crazy being like, what's Project Acorn? We're <laughs> good. Literally, I'm like, my neighbors must think I am literally insane. <laughs> but I, no, I do. I, I um, really hope that the part two Netflix documentary, I think that is a way that like, if I'm trying to like imagine the logistics of her coming out, then I, I feel like it has to include like a another documentary of some kind. I guess what I'm just feeling and thinking and I don't know, just wrestling with in my head is that right in this way that Taylor is so much more declarative than Harry Styles. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like Harry would be so much more apt to just like slip in male pronouns or something to a song and then not really even still want to discuss it. Right. Or like maybe discuss it vaguely or whatever it is, which again, he basically did do that on medicine. Um, But With Taylor, I think it's almost too big of a snowball that it feels like this thing of, like, if she gives us, like, right, a lyric with female pronouns or something, that it just starts an avalanche. And I almost feel like she does have to say more. But the thought of her, that's why it just feels like an insurmountable task of, like, so what do you do then? Like, right. And I think she does feel, I think that's, you're totally right about like the difference between her and Harry being like her need to explain herself, you know, like, and I think she feels like a, I mean, she's a one, like, I think she's got a lot of like moral, like qualms about everything in her life, you know? And I think that she would feel this sense of like 
responsibility or like duty or uh, like commitment to not just slipping in a pronoun in a song and being like, here you go. A little mm-hmm. treat for you, a her. Mm-hmm. I think there would, there could not just be reputation. There would have to be explanation. <laughs> but that just, then I, then I like really sympathize, like I empathize with her, you yeah. know, in the way of like, then okay, well, then I understand why you would not want to do that. That sounds like hell. And that sounds like 10,000 think pieces and interviews and it becoming this huge, massive story, which if she is like bi or queer and she is with Joe, I don't know Then it becomes so like, maybe that's just not for the public, like in an Evelyn Hugo type of way. And in a like, what do celebrities owe people, you know, of like, is it worth it? Like the toll that that will take on her personally and the, even if it is the truth, like why is she have to do the media circus to make it? And I guess she is that she is such a high level of fame that I do believe that if anyone were able to kind of like, not that she can control the narrative, but like, she could pick and choose what she wants to do, right? She doesn't need yeah. to, like, talk to everybody about it or, like, I mean, there could be a version of, like, there will be no expl- explanation, just reputation, and that, like, maybe she will just put out one thing, like, yes. one documentary or one, like, One interview. Whatever. One essay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, I mean, like, the tone of the Instagram post itself does feel so take me to the red table, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> not actually, I don't think that Jada Pinkett Smith is going to be her first stop, but, but it does. I mean, I'm just going to pull it up from open Instagram and it's just King. Um, <laughs> take me to the red table. Yeah. Just like hoping that when the clock strikes 12, we'll meet ourselves like these like sleepless nights, the demons we face, like we're trying to keep the lanterns yeah. lit. Like it just, it does feel really like I'm the, like, this is like, this is an album, but there's also like a lot. And it also, again, like it's, this is a, in the same way that you were saying that lover was like our last contemporary sort of like Taylor Swift talking to us album because folklore and evermore live in this bubble, like folklore and evermore also, whether it's true or not, were pitched as sort of these like, explorations through like fantasy and fairy tale and whimsy and fiction, Mm -hmm. like distinctly fictional. Whereas this is like my life, me, mine, Mm -hmm. like this feels confessional and personal and specific to her. Not like, which I don't think we've had. Yeah. Since lover. And even then she was still a little, like she wasn't saying this is fiction, but it didn't feel so much like her earlier albums where it's like, this is about Mm me. And these are like traceable like feelings and events. Mm-hmm. Whereas no, this feels so like right. Ooh, that's giving me shivers. Yeah, like this is her. That's what I like. I know, me too. I love when she tells us. Yeah, so what are your secrets? So like, okay, so moving beyond a little bit of our crazy person, like let's <laughs> move beyond like Kaler Land, though yes. or like Gaylor, Gaylor Land, even though it can come back in. But just like beyond that. So what are we thinking? Thirteen sleepless nights in Taylor Swift's life. Like what what's keeping her up at night? Like what do we think this track list looks like? I mean, I think that like inevitably there is gonna be something around the 
masters and the record deal and big machine. Like, I I don't think Hmm. that she has fully exercised that out of her brain. I think there's going to be something reputation E in like being canceled and like crawling her way back into where she is now, especially given the way she announced it and what she was wearing and the fact that it's coming out on Kim's birthday and, 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 you know, like that feels Hmm. inevitable to me that that will, as long as we don't get another fucking innocent, the worst song. <laughs> we won't, we won't, we I know won't. we won't, we won't. Um, but I think that's going to be on there. I wonder if there'll be something, I mean, I feel like she's written or, or talked a, a fair amount about sort of like the experience of like having all of these friends in the like 1989 era. And then like those all being kind of fake or like falling out or just like not having any depth behind them. But I don't know that we have any songs that are, like, distinctly about that period. Well, yeah, not really. But I just, when you were saying that, it just makes me think of It's Nice to Have a Friend and how I still right. don't really understand that song. Yeah. Like, is it, like, a Kaler Carol-esque? Like, yeah. I don't really get that song. I don't really get anything about what's happening with that song. No. And I feel like it's kind of forgotten the in the discourse. Fire of it all. Very confusing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. What do you think? What else do you think is going to be on the track list or like what is going to be her, the things that have kept her up? Um, I don't know. I think like the biggest thing, the biggest like, um, harbinger for me of like what's to come when I think of stuff, keeping her up in the middle of the night in this album and being kind of retrospective. Like I just think of nothing new. Mm -hmm. And I think that that feels like a song that would fit really well with the context of this album. Um, so I that's just like the the thing on the top of my head. But of course we're not gonna get like a duplicate of the same themes that are in that song, but maybe like the I've been canceled song is like akin yeah. to something like nothing yeah. new. I think what I think of is some of the songs from nineteen eighty nine, like Picks Me Up No Headlights, stuff mm-hmm. like that of her having these secret meetings in the middle of the night yeah, and maybe getting more of like, because it's a little bit confusing to me because like the cover of Midnight's is giving like euphoria yes. midnight parties. The 2014 Tumblr grunge. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like sneaking out rock the cover or like the, the versions of, um, we're never ever getting back together. And I knew you were trouble where she's like, Oh my screaming. God. Don't even say that. I hope. I know. I don't even know if that's what the cover is giving to me, but I pray so. Yeah. Um, but wait, the cover is giving like a more up tempo, like more 1989 e vibes, and then the liner notes and the the other imagery that we've seen is giving very much like the 70s thing, this like Lexapro ad <laughs> vibe yes. of head and hands. The um, finger wrestling with her demons or whatever so it is really interesting to me um to think about like is the album gonna have kind of these two personalities to it like are we gonna have partying till midnight songs Mm -hmm. in like a 22 kind of way Mm -hmm. um is there gonna be like this house party vibe to some of them is there gonna be like drinking wine in the bathtub like so in love at midnight songs um, cause I mean, it has to be a balanced album. I don't think it's all right. going to be like sad or something like that. I think yeah. 
there have been midnights, obviously, that have kept her up in a good way. So I'm intrigued for that. Also, I think I'm just intrigued because I feel like some of the pushback that she got from just like the general populace, I feel like on Folklore and Evermore is that they were too like down of mm-hmm. albums, like mm-hmm. just to casually listen to. And so like, I don't know, it, it would be kind of interesting, like hard for me to imagine that like Midnight's is really going to be like a sad TM album Yeah, in the way that like it could very easily be, be based on like the imagery and the, the premise and stuff. So that's why I'm thinking like there might be like a heavy dose of like up, like partying kind of music. Hmm with it yeah honestly it's giving to me like the the short clip track list and everything and the conceit of it all is giving to me like taylor's melodrama yeah yeah which i also pray is what this is i fucking hope but no you're right the the track list the vibes the imagery it is i hadn't thought of that but you're right that it is melodrama and like what if it's all set in that house you know what if she's in different rooms of that house too Mm -hmm. in the yeah, and maybe yeah, what yeah, if it yeah. is a house party in the way that like melodrama, like more loosely, I feel like the right. melodrama is. But is what if it is something like that? Yeah, it's so interesting because I just it's so hard for me to imagine like sonically what this is going to be. And I like, know. What, because like we have gotten the last time we got new music from her was Folklore Evermore, which like is so specific and not at all what this album, I mean, it is very clear to me. I don't know what it's going to mm-hmm. be, but it feels very clear that it's not going to sound like Folklore and Evermore. So then I think of right. Lover and I'm like, but that feels so out of date with like the kind of music and even like Red and like every album before this, like none of them feel like what maybe like distinct songs or sounds or like moments I could imagine on Midnight's, but like, Mm-hmm. For the most part, I do feel like this is going to be pretty, like, novel and I think pretty, like, genre fluid throughout the album. Mm-hmm. Like, I imagine it is, like... Like a red. Yes, exactly. But I cannot, for the life of me, like, imagine what it's going to sound like. Yeah, same. I Right. It's just... I mean, thinking about trends in music right now, like, I feel like there's been a big pop punk resurgence... Yeah with the likes of Olivia Rodrigo and stuff. I feel like with Beyonce and her new album, there's like this dance. Right. Like house music. Yeah. House music thing happening. I mean, obviously like Taylor took like a sharp right into like indie. Yes. And like dad indie with that. But like, I I very much agree that like she can't do that again on this. Like that would be really, really redundant. I mean, yeah, I, again, like, I come back to the melodrama. I, yeah, I want it to be distinctly rock, too, but I don't know if I can see that fully either. I don't I know. know if that's what it's giving. Maybe, maybe, like, rock of a certain sort, like, 70s right. rock, yes. like, Fleetwood yeah. Mac-esque rock, like, a more right, classic like rock. Right, like, big, big sure. sounds. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Not, like, metal. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, obviously not metal, but you know what I mean? Not yes. like, no, I do. Not I do. like electric guitars. Right. Like more of like an eat the Eagles, um, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Like a soft. Maybe, rock. maybe I actually yeah. could see that. But, but then, but then how do you marry of, that with the house parties? Well, I think then there are some moments of like the, I knew you were trouble 
rock version. I don't know. I mean, we both talked about this, but just as a side note to this conversation, I really believe, and I think Hannah, you're on the same page that like when this was first announced, my first reaction was like, this is for, this is what solves the conundrum of her like very complicated tour at this point Yes, of like releasing Midnight's, releasing a 13 track album that can like easily and succinctly be toured. It's just all giving to me that this is supposed to, which I'm not doubting in any sense, but that this will be like a huge hit of an album, Mm -hmm. like a huge radio hit, a thing that is an upper, a thing that people want to dance to, that people want to go to a huge concert for. Again, not that she would have had issue making people go to like a Folklore Evermore concert, but just that this is going to be like a headlining, important album that can carry a tour. And because it's going to be so big... And so important and so fun that the pressure will be taken off her having to like recapitulate lover evermore and folklore because this will kind of like not like fully obscure them all, but be like the main course. And then this will be the main course. And then the idea will be like maybe so she'll tour this primarily and then like She'll have some songs from the other albums that she does every night, like mm-hmm. maybe a Champagne Problems, like cool summer. maybe Cardigan, Cruel Summer, something like that. Yes. And then it'll be something like back in the old days when you would get covers or like when she writes the lyrics on her arms or something, just right. that we would get a mix, a potpourri of songs from all of those albums, depending on what show you go to. But the, um, the main gist of each show will be Midnight's with... A little, like a sprinkling of all of the other albums she has covered, but not trying to write, like make all of them into not the like folklore lover more fest or whatever that people are talking about. Like Like, we're done with that. That's dead. Yeah, it's dead. Like we've eclipsed it, and we're doing the Midnight's tour. Yeah, fully agree. I think. So, but just those are just all the more to say that I think this is going to be an upper of an album, yeah. Like with some sad slow songs, but like that she is she is hinging this all on like huge success for this. I album. think the comparison to melodrama is like really perfect, and like or at least the most accurate to the idea of this album that I have in my head. I think mm-hmm. you're on a seventies classic rock mm-hmm. melodrama but this like perhaps. big big grand thing with mm-hmm. these moments of like uh hard feelings or a uh, uh, super cut you know like little liability tiny. right the quiet yeah. moments but for the most part it is this like fever dream of a of a sound right God, yeah i can't fucking I think- wait that would be so amazing. Okay, so let's also talk quickly about like how we see the structure of the album functioning a little bit because we've yes. talked about like yes. so she's just come out and said like track one through thirteen. We toyed around with like are the tracks actually going to be called track one through thirteen? I don't think so, no. but I think there is a way to like maybe and the fact that she not that I she probably wouldn't have told us track names at this point. And people do think that like in the liner notes or whatever, she is saying some of the track names, which I'm sure she is, but that what if there's something with this album where the tracks even could be like hours? Like what Mm -hmm. if it's 11 PM? What if there is a track that is literally stone cold midnight 
there's a 1 a.m. Like, what if it's this sequence of... Right, of where, where melodrama is supposed to be, like... The night. The not necessarily night. in content, but in form, a house party. Like, the banger yes. intro, like, the moment where, like, you're a little too drunk and you're sad, but then you, like, do a little <laughs> something, and then you're partying again, and then, like, everything's kind of clearing <laughs> out. Whereas, like, this... I think if we're, we're thinking it, about it in this way, right, then, like, is this album sonically going to be the transition from, like... A, a night at some point in night to the the closing being like then we're back to like daylight mm-hmm. which is giving the clock that she has yes. everywhere you know all over spotify that she keeps referencing this clock I, I think it's a little bit hard to pull off but again if anybody could do it it would be yeah. her i could also imagine that being just sort of like the because, like, I don't think that most people listening to melodrama are like, this is a house party. Like, I don't even really think that I would think that without Lord having talked about it. But, like, so I don't think it needs to be explicit or, like, explained. But I could imagine that being sort of, like, a vibe that she's, that hmm. we end up hearing through the album. Um, I Yeah, I already said this to you. We've talked about this already. But it does feel distinct and interesting to me that we have a track, like, a side A, side B of the album. Um just in that, like, she has never done that kind of delineation before. And that feels to me like we're not we're not getting track lists or track names. We're, like, getting very little information about the album from the outset. Except but she did think it important enough to distinguish side A, side B. And I don't think that that's just for, like, record sales. Like, I think that that, I feel like that has to have some kind of significance to the content. Do you have, like, do you know how many songs are on each side? Like, what the breakdown is? Yeah, it's, um, side A is 1 through 6, side B is 7 through 13. Mm. So, I mean, part part of it is that, I mean, it's, like, a tight album, and unlike uh, Red re-release, which was, like, four albums worth of music, like, this does all just fit on one physical album, but I just think it's worth noting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on rollouts? Like, do you think we're going to get a single before the album? I don't really have, like, thoughts. I would like a single. She's always given us a single before, Mm -hmm. except for, like, folklore. So she usually picks a bad single. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I really, I can't even say that I have, like, an actual guess. I would, I can say that I would like a single if she doesn't give us one, I'll survive. I thought she was going to do it on Friday, last Friday. Yeah. But whatever. I don't care. I don't mind. It's fine. But I do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get anything before the album is my personal take. But I would like to be proven wrong. I just think that this feels like an album in full. And I think... Do you think there's going to be anything about like the Joe marriage stuff? I know. Readers, like, I stuck out my tongue and rolled my eyes. Um, I don't know, honestly. I just don't know. I, st- I mean, no matter what, I kind of think this relationship with Joe is bizarre to me. I know. But I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird. It has a weird energy, but... Yeah. Any final thoughts? I'm just so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. We get a new album together. And with you, listeners. Same. Yes. And hopefully we'll have, like, another episode. 
I would think, before yeah. the actual release of Midnight's. I mean, we have more than a month. So hopefully God as a woman, Taylor Swift, will give us something before then and we can come back and talk to you. But totally want to hear what you guys are all thinking. Mm-hmm. I know our Insta has been kind of dead, but you can always reach out to us on there. Or yeah. just super curious to do some shop talk with yeah. people who get it. Because, yeah, this is a wild We got a lot of feelings for very little information but we can spin out for a while and I know everybody else can too. So yes. Oh, happy to be back in the Taylor verse. Yes. All right. <laughs> well, we'll be back soon because inevitably there'll be more theories and hopefully something amazing from God. We will meet you guys at midnight. Yeah, Maybe we, we will. should start releasing our, um, our pods at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> that'll get them listening that'll get the, the listeners tuned in a midnight release uh, okay <laughs> bye alright okay until midnight <laughs>